Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. On today's show, we're welcoming one of the important faces of ACB, Ray Campbell. Ray is the American Council of the Blind's second vice president. Ray was previously ACB secretary for six years, served on the Resolutions Committee, chaired the Constitution and Bylaws Committee, and the president and treasurer for the Illinois Council of the Blind. Ray is here to share his vision as ACB's second vice president and how he spoke out for success in his career and life challenges. Hey, Ray. Hey, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing okay today. Doing okay today. Nice. Uh, it's a, it's August day here in Chicago, but uh, it's uh, actually we have some pretty nice weather outside. So definitely not the dog days of August. So I'm um, sitting here with a nice open window and uh, kind of enjoying that. So. Um, uh, great, to, great to talk with you. Yeah, great to talk with you too. Let's learn more about you first. How did you become blind? Um, okay, well, I've been blind since birth. Um, my parents, um, uh, I have a congenital uh, deformity of my eyes that um, uh, my right eyes, basically, my eyes are underdeveloped. And uh, I can't see anything out of my right eye. I can see a little bit of light and dark out of my left eye. My parents, my parents are both fully sighted. My brother has, I have one brother and he is about four years older than I am. And he is, um, he, he has normal vision, but well, corrected vision, I should say. And he is, uh, he can drive and everything, but he does have some correction um, in his eye, one left eye, I think it is. Um, So what I always like to tell people is I got the worst of it. Wow. Now yeah. I understand you're currently a senior accessibility analyst in digital technology for United airlines. How yes. does your work in this area help people fly the friendly skies? Well, uh, I work in the, well, um, in several ways. If you want to fly these days, uh, most of the time you, you need to book online or book through the app. And so what I do is I make sure that, all of the uh, features and functions of the uh, United website, um, the mobile app, and uh, our airport kiosks are accessible to people with disabilities. Uh, so whether you're booking a ticket, whether you're checking in for your flight, uh, or whether you want to um, go to the United Club, um, you know, I'm making sure that we keep all of that as accessible as we possibly can. Um, we're required by law that our website has to be accessible, and 25% of our airport kiosks have to be. But one of the things I really am pleased with the United is that they have also done quite a bit of work on the mobile app to make sure it's accessible. Um, and I'm responsible largely for a lot of that work. That's very rewarding, Ray. How sure did you is. learn about ACB and get involved with them? Well, um, when I, um, I've been working for about 35 years uh, in, you know, my, my whole working career has been that long, 35 years. And um, probably about once I had gotten to the point that um, I was working, I knew I wanted to get involved with an organization of the blind and, I was pretty sure I didn't want to get involved with NFB. I was looking around for an ACB chapter to get involved with, and I finally ran into 
um, a friend. Uh, we became friends with uh, a lady by the name of Ann Brash, who has uh, uh, been a part of ACB for a long time as well. And she told me about the uh, ACB chapter in Chicago. And at that time, they were meeting on Tuesday evenings once a month. So I attended a meeting and uh, uh, met some really nice people and got involved that way. And that was about 30 years, 31 years ago. And I've uh, been involved ever since, really enjoying it and really um, feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with a lot of uh, talent and, you know, some pretty good resources too. So I'm able to. Uh, help out in a lot of different ways. That's really good. So as ACB's second vice president, you must do a lot of things. What do you do? Generally speaking, I I, I do what the president tells me to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that actually, that's true. Um, actually, no, no I, I've, um, well, I've been second vice president for two years now. I was just recently reelected to my second term. And um, over the last couple of years, a couple of areas that I've worked in, uh, for ACB one, um, I worked uh, most recently on the voting task force. Um, everyone, and many many people, enjoyed the ability to be able to vote remotely at the recently concluded ACB conference and convention. And I was part of the task force that was responsible to make that happen. Um, I also worked on a project to um, improve the resolutions process to hopefully. Uh, make it easier for members to submit resolutions and uh, make the resolutions process a little bit uh, more user friendly, uh, not only for our members, but for the committee and different things. So that the committee isn't up till two o'clock in the morning doing resolutions work during the conference and convention so that they get to have a little enjoyment, too. Uh, so those are two big projects I worked on during my first term as second vice president. And um, I look forward to continuing to work on voting and um, you know, we'll see what other types of, uh, of things uh, I get involved with. Now, how did you make voting remotely happen? How did that work? Well, um, so last uh, fall, it was late last fall, the voting task force uh, started meeting and um, we, uh, we kind of put together a plan. Um, you know, the biggest thing was we wanted to maintain as much of the ACB election process in a remote voting situation as we could we wanted to uh to uh, that was a big goal of ours um we took a look at um how we do things what constitutionally we could do and uh, uh all of that and so then we uh got together and started looking at companies that would be able to provide a, a fully accessible remote voting solution uh settled on vote now and um in February, once we had um, put our findings together and kind of put our, you know, presented our plan to the board and our report, then it was time to uh, get it out to the membership and talk with the members, answer their questions, help them understand how remote voting was going to work. Um, we decided right away that we were only going to do elections this year. We certainly would like to be able to do all of ACB's business, uh, would like to have been able to do all ACB's business, but uh, just didn't feel like we could do that this year under this new system. Uh, so we felt like we, we needed to do, we had 13 elections to do this year, and we felt like we needed to do that, limit it to that. So um, hopefully going forward, um, we'll be able to integrate all of ACB's business into uh, a remote situation. That would be great. And yes. of course, it's going to be in person in the future too, right? 
Yes, um, the whole convention, um, you know, we're we're really um, we really want to get back into in person, but we understand that the trains kind of left the station now. Um, people have had the experience of a virtual convention. You know, those that are unable to attend for whatever reasons um, want to be able to participate. They've been given the chance to do it now. And uh, we, uh, frankly, we just can't take that away. Even if we wanted to, we need to make a few changes in our constitution and bylaws. So we're going to have a special meeting on August 14th and 15th to do that. And then once that's done, we'll be able to have a hybrid convention experience. So whether you're there in person in Omaha, Nebraska next year, or whether you're participating on Zoom or, or whatever, listening to ACB media, you're going to be able to participate. So let's talk a little bit about the state of ACB. Why do you mm-hmm. think the organization's in a good place right now? Oh, man, it's, uh, ACB is in a really good place right now. And, and why I think is because we've got a, um, a board of directors that I think really cares uh, deeply about ACB and has really worked uh, financially to put us in a good place. It all starts with money, it seems like. And um We've uh, been able to, through sponsorships and through other things, have been able to uh, bring in some dollars for ACB. Um, we, this has allowed us to uh, get some good grants also. Uh, we've been able to, uh, we're now, we now are at a great place because what we have is we have a staff that's supervised by our executive director that is able to really manage all the day-to-day operations of ACB. We've hired like six new staff people this year, um, and um, you know our office is uh, well staffed, as I said, to take on the day to day work of ACB, uh, allowing the board really to focus on what it needs to focus on: policy development and uh, uh, continuing to keep the finances strong and uh, and those kinds of things. Um, ACB has also really professionalized itself. I mean, we are a couple million dollar business and we're behaving like that now. Um, we're, we're able to respond to things quicker. You know, sometimes uh, the, the old saying used to be, well, we'll do it, on, do it on ACB time. Well, the world doesn't work on ACB time. The world works on real time. We're able to respond to things a lot quicker um, I think that's because of the huge, the, the not so many ways that we can communicate now through from ACB media to Facebook to YouTube to Clubhouse and all the different uh, communication really is at the heart of what we do. And I think the enhanced ways that we're able to do that now really have brought us to a good state uh, in the organization, along with some pretty stable finances. So they're financially strong, and you talked about the hiring of more staff. Mm-hmm. Do you have any vision and plans now that you're second vice president? One of the things we've done in ACB is we have about a five-year strategic plan, and uh, that focuses on all kinds of various uh, communication, training of staff and board members uh, in various areas. I think probably the area that I would say that I want to see strengthened as we go forward is uh, diversity and inclusion, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, I should say. And uh, we're starting to take make some strides in that area. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited about is we have a group uh, now of uh, Spanish-speaking uh, individuals that get together once a month and talk about things within ACB, their, what their needs are, and 
and things that they would like to see uh, in the organization. The second thing I think I'd like to see us doing more of is uh, not only recruiting young people. We need to do that, obviously. But I think we need to not forget the senior population. Uh, a huge chunk of the blindness and visually impaired community are people over the age of 65. And they've got time and they've got money. And we need to continue to reach out to them, recruit them, help them understand why they want to be a part of ACB. Um, you know, 95% of people who are blind or visually impaired aren't part of any organization. And we want to start tapping into that. That's a vast amount of people. And we want to start tapping into that and bringing them into ACB and through things like our community, which I hope will continue to be strong even after the pandemic kind of wanes and we're back in person uh, doing a lot of things. Um, I think the community is going to remain strong. And that has brought so many people to ACB you know, who didn't know anything about us before. And so I think um, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion and continuing to recruit both young and old, I think, are a couple of things I'd like to see us uh, working on. That's very good. I think bringing in not only more older folks, and I mean that in a, in a nice way, mm-hmm. and also the younger folks, too, need, yeah. to, co- need to come in as well. Um, I, I think it will help ACB become even stronger. Yes. Let's get back. Let's get back uh, in your little history of serving ACB. Before you were ACB's second vice president, you were on the resolutions committee, the constitution bylaws committees, and the treasurer. And you were even the president for the Illinois Council of the Blind in your home state. Mm-hmm. What'd you do in these roles? Well, um, Constitution and bylaws, um, I chaired that committee for six years, as you mentioned earlier. And so uh, resolutions, uh, I helped, uh, you know, write resolutions uh, uh, during conventions um, from uh, 1996 to 1999. I was on that committee and we, you know, put together a number of resolutions, uh, you know, so I helped with the writing and, you know, going and reviewing them and understanding them and trying to help our membership understand them. Um, being president and treasurer for the Illinois Council of Blind, boy, those are two different roles. And um, um, I, I must say that, um, you know, I really, I didn't know if I'd enjoy being treasurer, uh, but I did. And uh, it actually wasn't bad. Um, that wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed being, uh, being the treasurer and, um, you know, I'm good with math and, one of the things I did in that role was brought a lot more electronic uh, management of our of our finances uh, into the into the fold. Um, as president of the Illinois Council of the Blind, I tried to um, not always successful, but I tried to uh, you know, recruit more members and uh, from all, all all across the state. And one of the big things I did when I was president was to try and go visit our chapters and, you know, go to meetings and talk with them about, you know, what the ICB was, was doing and ACB is doing and, and uh, all of that. And the last thing I'll say, uh, one project I'm really proud of that I was a part of actually when I was secretary was um, I participated on a team that evaluated the new ACB website as it was being developed. And so was able to help test uh, pages, make sure they were accessible uh, to all users so that when we rolled out the site uh, in 2018, it came out fully accessible to any and all users. And I'm really, really proud of that. That that was really a great team to work with. And it was a 
was a great project. And I was just really happy to see that, you know, when we rolled out our site, you know, that we didn't forget uh, accessibility. And as I said, it was accessible to everyone. That's something I'm really, really proud of. How did you make sure the ACB website was accessible? Any well, sort of criteria? Yeah, we we had criteria that we used, um, and uh, you know we had we had a, a spreadsheet of uh, criteria that we used. So for each page, we would go through, and it was myself and um, quite a few other uh, folks. I don't remember how many were on the team, but we uh, would go through and you know evaluate. You know, did we think it passed or failed, and if it failed, why? We thought it failed, and it really touched on a lot of the kind of the accessibility, you know, things that that you look at. Um, are images, you know, tagged properly, or form fields labeled properly, or so that you know, is all content, you know, universally accessible to everybody, whether you use a screen reader, screen magnification, or not. Um, and what I did was I not only tested using speech, but I also tested with the Braille display because. I'm very, sens- I'm very sensitive about um, our deafblind members and people that come to our website. And I want to make sure that everything works for them as well. How do you think ACB is going to look post-COVID? I know we talked about the hybrid model. Um, a- ACB is, I-, I think, you know, the COVID, the COVID pandemic really challenged ACB to, to do things in different ways. And, you know, the virtual, the community, I mean, the community has just been such a great thing for ACB. I don't see that disappearing. I think we'll still have a lot of events, maybe not as many as we have now, but I think we're still going to have a lot of events because that has really proven to be a great way to connect people. And, um, you know, frankly, it's what our members want and our you know people that are part of that community want. They want it to continue. They they enjoy the educational opportunities, social events, and the other things that they get to do. Um, I think ACB is going to be a more a more inclusive organization uh, from the standpoint of you don't have to go to the go to the conference and convention to participate. You're going to be. We talked about that the hybrid model. I think you know we're going to be able to do more things um, that way and. Um, I think ACB is going to also uh, need to take, and I think we will, you know, the COVID thing I think has really brought out some issues around accessibility, um, namely to health information and, 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 and and those kinds of things. And that, you know, that's something I think ACB is going to spend uh, a lot more time on is working on those kinds of issues along with uh, maybe some others, you know, appliance accessibility. And you know, that, that's something we've spent time on. Um, but I think, um, I think we're going to be an ACB that, um, you know, meets people where they are and um, allows them to get involved as much as they want, whether it's uh, in person, going to the convention, going to the DC leadership conference or, whether it's just participating in the community or just enjoying stuff on ACB media. Um, we're going to be an ACB that's going to be there for everybody, I think. I think it's going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you believe there are going to be any other bigger challenges for ACB going forward? Actually, I think one of our big challenges is going to be that if we make it real easy to participate in 
conventions and ACB programs in a hybrid way, online or whatever. Um, and, I, and we need to do that, obviously. Um, we're going to have to really message on what the benefits are of actually going in person to get more people to do it. Because um, I think a, you know, I think a lot of us want to, and and that, and uh, you know, those that have reasons why they can't do that, you know, will have those issues. But I think we want to. I think the big challenge is we're going to need to encourage people that so hey, you could stay home and participate on Zoom or whatever, but you know, there's so much more to be gained by being there in person, uh, meeting people, networking, uh, sharing different things like that, that um, I think we're going to think it's going to need to be part of our messaging, too. The second thing, I think it's going to be a big challenge. I talked about uh, the hybrid model and people being able to vote, participate. That doesn't come for free. There's going to be costs involved. And so we've got to make sure that uh, we're putting together the convention, uh, which is the biggest thing ACB does every year, that we make sure that we've got the financial resources both to cover the online as well as the in-person participants. Ray, we appreciate all your hard work and know that you will continue to improve ACB and make for an even brighter future. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, Brian, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And um, always glad to, um, to talk about ACB and how we can improve. And, you know, hey, if any of you have ideas out there, um, you know, feel free to, feel free to reach out. Um, my information's on the website. Feel free to reach out to me. And um, I'd be glad to talk with you. And if you have ideas, I certainly love talking to members and, and, um, um, be glad to be glad to chat with you and see what we can do. Hey, we're putting out a link to your candidate statement for ACB second vice president, which actually has that phone number on it. And yes, email it does. Address. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And feel free to use those. Easy, easy. Well, thank you, Ray. And before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. Wasn't the 2021 ACB Conference simply amazing? And now you're looking forward to exploring the new podcast content from our conference sessions. That's why we're currently working to edit all of the convention content, putting it into podcast form. And we're planning to share that new podcast content with you throughout the month of August as content is finalized. We'll be releasing the first few sessions from each track, along with the general sessions, around August 6th, then releasing more each week throughout the month. To find and play the latest ACB podcasts, visit the ACB Media Network podcast page at www.acbmedia.org podcasts. Or subscribe to the podcasts on Pinecast to be notified when new content is available. The ACB Media Network Podcasts, a true cornucopia 
of information. The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization. Topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. You're listening to American Council for the Blind Radio. By the blind, for the world. 